Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weather, guys. Glad you guys could join us for week four of the NFL. And I'm the host, Colin Golzinski. I'm here with my great friends and colleagues, Dr. Mike Ventris and Sean Bratton, who are our, our staff meteorologists. Um, welcome, guys. How you doing? Hey, hey. Doing, doing good, doing good with now uh, the Giants having Daniel Jones at the helm. So, Hey, that is my new franchise quarterback in our league, by the way. Well, but, uh, how much you spend on him, Mike? I put down 23 large ones on him. I, I was desperate here for the quarterback position. And as this being a keeper league, I think it's a good, good gamble on my part just because. Well, I mean, yeah, the cost. I mean, it's going to be a last-round pick. You could have 100%. him for a while. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to be a 16th-round pick next year. That's pretty good. And, How do you feel about that? Current QB, beat your current QB having mono and being out for a month. So yeah, well, any QB beats out right now. Well, well, okay. You know, I, I get enough crap here living in New England on the Jets, right? The only thing that makes me happy here is we're not going to lose this week. Well, you're not going to win either because you're on bye. Yeah, but at least I can, I can swallow that and, and move forward here. And uh, So yeah, that's where yeah. Jets fans are now. They'd rather not win or lose instead of actually play football. Honestly, if I was a Giants fan at this point, I'd be happier just because I, I, there's something to look forward to. And that says a lot, by the way, if you're a Giant fan hearing that. Well, let's just not forget the true fact, right, that the true New York team is the only one that's undefeated at Meadowlands this year, the Bills. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah well, I mean, we'll, we, we'll we could say that. Yeah, but we can also see what happens this week, this weekend when they actually play a real football team. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean. Tom Brady. Yeah, know, but I mean, think about the it. Infinite. The Bills have played the Jets, the Giants, and the Dolphins. I mean, come on. Fair. Well, let's get back to why we're here. Um, so – we are looking at weather impacts for this next week. We're not seeing a lot of dynamic weather, but we are seeing um, one game that comes to mind that we want to discuss. Uh, it's the Jacksonville at Denver. Um, and I think the wind is going to be an issue. And I'm, Sean, why don't you uh, just kind of explain what we're seeing and give a little uh, update on that game. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot of weather to talk about this week, except there's uh, one system in, over the West Coast uh, that's going to produce or is the factor causing our caution um, over for the Denver for the Denver game. And what you see on this map is two different colors. We see red and then we see blue. Um, and the blue uh, over the West Coast, over the Northwest, is indicative of what we call a, a digging trough. And all that really means is that we have low pressure developing over the West and over the Intermountain West. Now, in contrast to that, if you look over to the East, the Eastern two-thirds in the Southeast United States, we see we see the reds. And that's associated with ridging. And that usually is indicative of clear, fair weather. But we're not necessarily as interested in either one of those systems, we're more interested in what's going on in between those systems. Because what this pattern shows us is that we have what's called a strong pressure gradient. So what I want you to think of when you think of a strong pressure gradient is kind of squeezing like a soda bottle. And if you have a liquid or if you have air in there, when you squeeze that, you're causing high pressure within the bottle and that air wants to escape. And that air escaping from the bottle is kind of uh, what's happening or what we're seeing simulated here in between the blue and the red. And if you look at the Denver area, or the, De uh, the Denver region, that's the kind of the area between the high and the low. So that's where our strongest pressure gradient is. And that's where we're going to see our highest winds. And winds, uh, we're predicting for game time, as we're looking at these models throughout the week, they actually keep going up and they keep escalating a bit. So, we're so where are we at, at potentially right now, Sean? What are we looking at? 
Um, this, th this right now is a mean sea level pressure and uh, 10 meter wind. So essentially we're looking at surface, surface wind speeds. So the reds and the oranges you see are associated with higher winds. So we're looking um, at this, it looks like about what, 20 miles an hour? Uh, we could be looking uh, 20 sustained, even up to 25 for, for periods. Um, so this is at, uh, and, and the image we just saw there was at, I think, eight, was that at 18Z, Mike? It, it's actually 21Z. It's right, it's right at game time. So, okay. yeah, so, that, so typically with the, the, the models show the winds here, they're actually a little bit underestimating. They typically have a low bias in the wind speeds. So we're seeing a lot of different um, forecasts out there bumping that wind speed up to probably 25 mile per hour sustained. So, it's so that's going to be that's going to have some impact on players. That really, the quarterbacks. Yeah, actually, it's a it's a long list here on the on the on those on those players and, and impacts on. Um, actually, the most uh, impacted player from strong winds during a uh, you know during a game is actually the kickers, right? Oh, true, true. You don't yeah. think about that until you, right? For field it, goals, that's a great point. When there's more wind imposed on a longer field goal, there's higher risk for that to have a a, a, a trajectory away from the point of, of where you want to go, right? So in this game here, we have two kickers, Brandon McMan McManus from Denver and Josh Lambeau. Um, both kickers have been inside the top 15 uh, this year so far. Uh, Lambeau's been ranked 11. Now, most teams, you know, in a 12-team in a in league, you might have Lambeau on your, on your squad, but there's also some buys here, right? We're in the first week of buys. We talked about my Jets on buy, and I don't think anyone's starting Sam Ficken. Uh, and to Colin's point, these could either benefit the kicker or kind of hinder depending on what position they are in the field. But regardless, when you're getting up around 20, 25 miles per hour, a field goal kicker, a kicker in general, is going to be getting nervous. They're, they're aware of this. This is something that they take into consideration. When they're going out there and they're doing their pregame and they're kicking, they're, they're realizing the factors that the, the winds have. So it's, it's even as much as it is physically affecting the football, it's a mental game too. Yeah. And, and I guess the real issue here is, right, uh, many people have probably Robbie Gold on their team, on their, and, and now that he's on bye, you're seeing uh, teams drop their, that kicker for someone else. I guess the, rec the, the message here and the recommendation on our behalf is don't go out and, and start Brandon McManus or Josh Lambeau. Just stay away from them. Find someone else in the free agent list. Yeah, and I'm also going to say with that is I, I anticipate that with this game, these are not exactly two – high octane offenses uh, that we've that we've necessarily seen this year. So I don't I think the scoring opportunities are going to be not as great, especially with influencing maybe some of the other positions. So I don't know how many scoring opportunities they're going to have. And with the win, potentially they may need to get to the 30, 25, 30 yard line in order to have a, a good chance at, at kicking a field goal. Yeah. So it, as you know, it's a good point, Sean. And you know, you could think about obviously the the, the wind having some impacts. Um, on quarterback production and wide receiver production. Now, I did go back into some of the um, archives online, and, and I found if any games um, where Joe Flacco threw and wins, it actually had a pretty good game back when he was in the Baltimore Ravens on, um, uh, uh, during that game. Now, I knew that they ran at more so out of the Wildcat in that particular game. I think this was back in 2013 when, they, when he was actually playing in a high win game. The problem is the sample size, right? It's, it's small. The team actually had a game plan to go out and not try to throw a lot. So his attempts were down for his, his seasonal average, but he actually performed well. So it's a hit or miss with the quarterback wide receivers. But um, I think there are some wide outs that I would stray away from in this particular game. And that's the guy that you just picked up, Sean, uh, in our league, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shark is, has been a, a monster the last couple of weeks here. Number uh, six wide out. 
Yeah, and he's he's actually had uh, this whole season actually has been has been amazing. And uh, Gardner Minshew is going to him deep and looking for him, and he's he's been a producer. Um, but to your point, I'm a little bit concerned about these longer passes in a windier environment. Coaches, once you get past that 20 mile an hour wind, you know people are going to start talking about it. Coaches are going to be aware. They may great uh, they may game script that out a bit. Right. So they may realize like, hey, if you know it's a third in in long, a third in 12, we may not try to get that pass down the field we may just run it instead so what I anticipate is some of those throws um, and the yards per per attempt and in the total number of targets to go down and potentially the the number of opportunities for our running backs to go up yeah so this might be a good spot for uh, Denver's running back Philip Lindsay he's coming off a, a week where he just had over 20 rush attempts 130 all-purpose yards with two touchdowns now he had 81 rush yards in that game and actually yeah, he, he did contribute in the passing game catching four catches for 49 yards. And you have to keep in mind, Royce Freeman is banged up a little mm. bit. He, you see his reports out of practice, he's limited. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see less usage for Royce Freeman in this game and, and for the Denver Broncos to lean a bit more on Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I'm not sure where DSF he's at for his, his, uh, his value, but he would be, I think, a really great pick up a really good value overall for this week. Just I think his usage is going to be up. And um, like to your point, um, you know, I mean, the Jaguars have a really good defense, but if he's getting those opportunities and they do have a chance to get to the goal line, I think he's going to be the back. Yep. Yep. And, and also a quick mention on, on, uh, Jacksonville running back Leonard Fournette, man, that was a brutal game last week. You know, I remember being on the phone with Sean's just, just crying because he had negative yards in like 14 attempts. And then, like, he literally, still got positive yards at the end, though. Well, literally, when me and Sean were on the phone at the last moment, I just hear Sean yelling because he was going against someone playing Leonard Fournette, and Leonard Fournette ended up with a 69-yard run. So um, mad. Yeah, and, and that literally made made his total yards 66 for the entire day. So yeah, and I ended uh, up losing because of that run essentially because <laughs> I only lost by like a point. So if it wasn't for that, I would have won that week. Ah, uh, so the, anyway, yeah. So the so the usage here, you know. The Jaguars are using Fournette 100% snap. So he's getting that usage. And, you know, I could see a slight uptick here uh, on him getting those ball, the ball fed to him a little bit more. And we've seen the Denver Bronco rush defense already give up at least one touchdown, rushing touchdown per game with already multiple games of two TD rush touchdowns. Um, and that, that was Josh Jacobs in week one and just recently Aaron Jones in week three. So I'm not straying away from Lauren Fournette. I'm probably not going to play him DFS but I'm starting in, 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 you know, in our uh, rotisserie leagues. The, the question is, is could Gardner Minshew, how is he going to do in some adverse conditions with wind? I mean, everybody's on his bandwagon right now. I'm on his bandwagon right now. I mean, he is the definition of like hardcore America. Like that is the definition of America right now. Just look up America on Google right now. And Gardner Minshew is going to come up and um, he's been a real boost. And as you're looking up Gardner Minshew, Make sure you look up fantasy football weather guys on all our social media platforms. Yeah, FF that too. Weather Definitely guys. do that. Actually, do that before. Yeah, we would we rather have you Google us but, first, and then and then Google. So, yeah. there, there, um, the, the actual the at Jaguars on Twitter just put out a tweet about Minshew and his mustache and his overall look, and they compare him to um, Uncle Rico uh, from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, and, that's funny. And I said, so they're not the same person with the with a. Mm, emoji it was pretty funny to, to you know to look at those two there he's re he's rejuvenated that team I mean that team over the second half of last season into this season was 
not looking great, a lot of bad vibes, but he has rejuvenated them. And, you know, I, I think it's, I, I mean, personally, I hope he's there to stay. I mean, I mean, I know Nick Foles was there um, and he got injured. That's really unfortunate, but I really like what he's bringing to the organization. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about the, the, the game? I think we, we, we kind of hit it in depth this week because it's the only game that we're seeing um, mm. some weather impacts. Um, yeah, I would say the only other thing to kind of keep on your radar, I don't, we do not anticipate this to be a huge factor, but the, the Chicago game does look like it has some rain moving through. We look, it looks like more toward the morning hours, but that, that could cover some of the afternoon into game time. Again, we don't anticipate this to be torrential downpours, but uh, we could see some wind, we could see some rain. And if we do have an update on, on that come weekend, we'll, we'll be sure to post. Follow us on Twitter um, and our website. Make sure you look at the weather blog. We'll update it Saturday and we'll update live on Sunday. It's important for your daily fantasy players to get your lineup set on Sunday. So we'll make sure we're up to date on the morning. If you're not on Twitter, we also have uh, Instagram at FFWeatherGuys and also on Facebook there. So we are yeah. posting content. And I want to just well, – one last mention with, with regards to that. Like last week was a perfect example of why to keep with us here because literally we had rain showers and thunderstorms all around the Kansas City game. And, you know, they didn't really see much of an effect. But literally – you know, a small deviation in the direction of those storms, it could have had a pretty significant impact. So, you know, sometimes these things this far out are kind of hard to, to predict from a weather perspective. But, you know, when we do get to game time, we'll be sure to update you as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, I guess a good example also was the Seattle game, right? The rain wasn't as strong as we thought it would be for that. And uh, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett just went off. So I apologize on that, on that call there. Um, we obviously saw heavier rain rates in week one and the week three production was, you know, Wilson and Lockett, they, they did have a, a more favorable matchup excluding the weather component. But when the weather component wasn't as bad as week one, those guys didn't matter. They still rocked out. So, yeah. So again, thank you for uh, following us on all of our social media. Our Twitter followers are definitely growing. Um, we're growing on all our platforms. Again, thanks for watching on YouTube and listening on any cast, if that's on podcast or cast box. Yeah, good luck this week. Again, there's not a whole lot to really be concerned about, really, other than the, the Denver game and then maybe the Bears. So, uh, you know, ignite all your, you know, your top-level running backs, wide receivers, and QBs. Um, and good luck to everybody this week. Good luck, guys. And I'll put the subscription link again um, in the corner for YouTube followers. And, uh, again, good luck. Have fun. See you next week.